0: Hello and welcome to the Master and Adventist podcast, I'm Charlie Brown. and I'm joined by Louis Gilbert, and only Louis Gilbert, because there's no fucking Charlie Udell. Hello, Louis. Hello. You know, as much as I love Mr. Udell, and I do love him in many ways, more than one, okay, uh, I'm just, you know, it's good to be back, just the two boys, mate. It's just the lads, it's lads on tour, or lads on Skype. I found myself using the term lads on tour a lot this week, so I might have to tone it down a bit. But once again, even without Charlie Udell, we're talking about Star Wars Clone Wars Season 3, bro. Uh, Season
1: 3, probably one of the best Clone Wars seasons.
0: Well, yes. And as the host, I'm going to barely talk. And also because I didn't actually finish the season because I'm a dumbass bitch. So I'm going to leave most of the talk to you, Libby. Is that okay with you?
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Because, you know, laziness, and that's the best way to make a podcast. Um, let's go straight into it here. We season one, episode one, Clone Cadets. Now, this is an episode I know and I love. And I, I want to hear your opinion on it, because I think it's one of the best episodes. Or, well, it's one of the best episodes, but also it's an episode that I can just remember all the time. It's one of the episodes that stand out and that I can probably watch on its own all the time. Yeah. Get back on. If yeah. I want to watch an episode, pop that on. Easy to watch. Beautiful. Lovely. Great.
1: Clone Cadets is the first episode that we meet uh, Domino Squad. Um, well, it's not the first episode that we meet Domino Squad, but it's the first episode chronologically that we yeah. meet Domino Squad. Um,
0: you know, um, we meet, um, some some good characters as well.
1: I didn't. One thing that troubles me about this episode, or the or the things that led that went that chronologically came after this episode. Was that in this episode, we got introduced to so many characters in Domino Squad. We got introduced to six. And mm-hmm. then um, in season one, four of them are already dead, and we've only got two there.
0: That happens?
1: So I mean, a shame. it's such a
0: talked, shame. We talked about Heavy Dying, didn't
1: we? We so personality.
0: Dying. Yeah, we talked about Heavy Dying on the season one podcast, and that was sad. Um, because he has he has a lot of markability, I think. I think you could definitely make a good amount of toys and sell them to little six year olds or to you, Louis, because you love your Star Wars Lego. So you know you and six year olds a lot in common. But yeah, I think you can make loads of stuff about Heavy, and they didn't really do it, and they killed him off.
1: And they branded him a bit. The, the kind of Irish
0: sounding guy. Yes. Oh yes, we've talked about him. Isn't he the one you started fighting over? Or is that someone else?
1: Fighting over.
0: Crying over. No. Who was that then? Who's the blue helmet guy? Did we ever get a name? Was he? I thought no,
1: he was Irish. guy. He's never. He never get. He doesn't get a. Um. Doesn't get a name. I do. Uh,
0: fair enough. Yeah, but uh, t- to this episode itself, um, some big characters. Some big characters that have a lot of. Uh, replicate... I can't even say that word. So I'm going to try. I was about to say replicate. Replicate. Fuck your mother. What's that word? For? Replicate? Replicate. Repi-
1: repa- repetition?
0: Re- replications. No, that's not a word, is it? Reprecation. Rep- Listen.
1: Cushion. Um,
0: yes. Probably, yeah, that's probably the word. Um, uh, yeah, and I think they are big characters in the show that are long-lasting except for a couple four of them die but other than that big characters um and a great episode on that so and i think it's a good uh, growing point for many of the characters especially the ones we see um kind of die in those first uh season one episodes so i, I thought it was great um the action was fun as well i love the, the scene when they finally make it up the war and complete uh their training just uh, just an episode what, what else do you need to add before we uh, move on to episode two
1: um i quite liked i quite liked the fact that um they had bounty hunters training them. I didn't know about that before I watched this episode we I did watch this episode originally quite a while ago, Bella. but I quite liked the kind of um because it feels something different that a normal maybe Star Wars director wouldn't think about doing. Because it seems kind of unorthodox, but then again, in like those times in Star Wars, everything was pretty much unorthodox.
0: Well, yeah, I think we've talked about uh, probably a lot on this podcast, someone might say too much, but that grey area of Star Wars where you are basically hiring criminals to do your work, which is interesting. I mean, in, in a time of war, it's obvious, but I, I think that was a very good touch, even though... Um, it doesn't necessarily lead to anything except for a bit of a, a couple of argument scenes. But I thought, yeah, it's a really nice touch. It shows that, really, are the Jedi as good as they seem? Are they not as, on the same level as the Separatists? If they're hiring bounty hunters, which we see uh, the Separatists do many times, and also the Empire uh, in the future, of course. So, an interesting point there, and I like that, yeah. Uh, a good bit of the episode. Uh, episode two, though, Ark Troopers. What do you think of this?
1: Uh, What's the description of this one?
0: Yes, I forgot this one Anakin and Obi-Wan hurry to defend Kamino.
1: Oh, yeah. I love this one. Oh, no, I didn't forget this one. I know. This this is really good. Man, this is when, this is the episode that 99 dies. Mm.
0: Yes. Yes. And only really one episode after we got introduced to him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird if you think about it. Because <clears throat> he was like a big, big part of that episode, kind of one. Um, in many ways, in many ways not. I mean, he didn't get necessarily much screen time, but he was the kind of driving force to get them all together. And he was the kind of glue, or what you, whatever the analogy, analogy is. That's not a fucking word again. I can't speak. Whatever the saying is, the glue that gets the glue together, the butter and the sandwich, I don't know. But uh, he works well. Um, and just to come off in this episode, I thought it was a I mean we've talked about we've talked about the structure of kind of the episode order and I've always found it a bit weird. And I, I mean I I need to look into it more, but I never understood why they kind of put these episodes in such a weird order in that not only are they not in chronological order, but also I mean, characters are dying one episode after they got introduced, which is really weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, confusing, but there you go. Um, other, yeah. other than
1: ninety nine, it's a absolutely brilliant episode.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think the you ninety know, nine thing is good as well. I think it needs a bit a better placement. And I know there is a chronological order people can go out and watch online. You know, we can't do that for the podcast, obviously, because we need to review it as it is. But if you want to go and watch it in this chronological order, I believe, I believe. This episode comes much, much later, which makes a bit more sense. Um, But, you know, it isn't much of a hit. I'm a 99 fan, though, so I was a bit upset. But other than that, the episode is really good, and I think um, action-packed again, very action-packed. I don't really, except for 99 dying and a couple of other things, I don't really remember much story from this that I can kind of recall right now on the podcast, but I do remember uh, some great action, and I thought it was extremely enjoyable. And I think two, two great episodes in a row. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I like the fact that we get to see more of um, Echo and Fives in this episode. This w- this is actually the only episode that they're featured in when they're both still Phase 1 troopers, but they've got, like, the blue markings on them before mm. they become ARC troopers. Mm. Well, there's an interesting little fact
0: from Louis Gilbert. Um, but, yeah... I- Great episode. I, I I don't know if there's much to add. Do you want to add anything, little, before we move on? Because I thought you're lost. Uh, um,
1: I quite I like the creativity um of the directors again, where they use uh where they had the when they were destroying when the Republic was destroying the Separatist ships and they were coming apart very easily, and then all the bits came down in the water and um uh the droid. The uh, scuba droids detached off them. I think I thought that was quite interesting quite an interesting bit of detail that they put there. But is. then again, the Clone Wars as a whole is um, <clears throat> made to surprise you. A time.
0: Very true. Very very true. Uh, episode three: Supply so Lines.
1: Uh, wait, no. This, uh, before we move on, this is the first episode that Grievous and Ventress meet, which will be the last no this it's the second last time they meet. The last time they meet, uh Grievous is launching the assault on um uh on Dathomir.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't know um as I said, I don't know where they meet first in chronological order. I think this would actually be the first meeting even in chronological order. Um, so, yeah, is the first time they meet, which is interesting. I mean, there's so many episodes in these seasons. I think, how many episodes are there a season? About 22, if I'm counting kind of correctly, which I believe, yes, about 22. And you don't really see that many kind of crossovers between villains that much. You see the combination of Dooku and Grievous a lot, and you see the combination of Ventress and Grievous. Um, do you, how much do you... I don't know if you even get a... Um, I'm thinking now. Do you, do you get the Emperor and Grievous a lot? Only through hologram. You only
1: get Ventura, you only get uh, Grievous and Sidious um, in Revenge of the Sith, I think.
0: But even then, he's he's not full Sidious, is he? He's yeah, not, it's just uh, Palpatine. So
1: yeah, I. knew you see that? I assume that before Count Dooku died, he introduced um, General Grievous to Darth Sidious because, Hmm. You know, um, but we never we never see them talk in the Clone Wars.
0: I don't know if that's completely fair. I'm sure it may be, and I'm sure it's not, because I'm sure there's probably, like, they talked through the hologon, or like, I just call it Skype now. But I'm sure they probably talked once or twice, but we don't really see villain combinations um that much on the show and like, i guess that's good and bad because we only really get those 22 episodes and you get a lot of up to kind of episode arcs and not every uh, character can fit in and not every character works with the um episode so i can't really think of that many villain combinations and of course there's going to be more villains kind of introduced and you know um but yeah other than kind of those few and i'm sure when more and uh or they all come in at the end um of season five and four uh, I'm sure there's some other villain combinations there, but, but I can't really think of any um, off the top of my head when it comes to other stuff. But yeah, Grievous.
1: Uh, Grievous also met Darth Sidious um, in the Son of Darth Vader comics, so we have to assume oh, that he met yeah. him before then.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess so. Yeah, we would have to. I'm, I'm sure they've met definitely before. Yeah, uh, yeah, off screen. Um, but Supply Lines, Episode Three. Uh, do you need a... Uh, I should read the description out anyway for people listening. King Katuka is asked to send aid to Ryloth. I remember this episode.
1: Yes, I remember this episode. Uh, do you remember the... Do you remember when the... I forgot the exact name of the Jedi, but the Jedi and Captain Keeley fight off all the droids at In the general. end. And they do
0: Yes, I do. I do.
1: That was good. Wow.
0: Did you get upset?
1: I didn't. I didn't get that upset, but you know, I felt. I felt it you felt when it. Captain when um the Jedi got back up, and then Captain Keeley got back up. I was like,
0: ooh. ooh. yeah. I I I thought you know what? I don't know if it's as strong as the first two episodes. This one, but I I enjoyed it enough. Of, from an action standpoint. And I always kind of like the politics in Star Wars, and I think Clone Wars is oh, yeah. the, 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 the
1: And the best. especially when it comes to things like King Katuko, wherever he's concerned, it's mostly always politics.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I mean, we saw some kind of political episodes in uh, season one, I believe, to also do with I-Love, we, we did
1: not... I believed
0: that much we saw a bit I swear we, we had a whole kind of arc or a couple of no there was one there was one we
1: didn't see that many in season one we saw uh much we saw much more in season two
0: i'm probably mixing the two but um yeah uh a, good bit of, a lot of supply stuff in these kind of first couple of seasons um season two obviously as you said uh, probably the heaviest. Uh, but yeah, this supply lines, it, it's not my favourite, and I don't know if I'd watch it again, but um, I thought it was all right from an action standpoint. What do you think? I'm sure you can add more from a story standpoint yourself, because you probably remember it much better than I do. I have a very bad memory.
1: Um, I like the fact that they're continuing the story from uh, the Ryloth arc in season one, mm. because I, I really enjoyed that arc in season one.
0: Yes, you did. I, I, I remember that little chat with you and Udell on the podcast. You like that. And I don't remember, I don't think I remember the arc, did I? But I have watched it back, and I do not really watch it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it was a very good arc. I don't know if this really is as good as the arc. I thought this was okay, though. But once again, it's a weird placement to have that whole arc in season one, then to go and then put it another one in season three. Mm-hmm. Uh it felt a bit weird. But I guess you need space you kind of four while of episodes in a row. But I'm sure that I'm sure they could have put level one somewhere there in season one. And then chronological order is probably next to each other anyway. So I I don't know. But once again uh, the episode placement with these kind of especially these early episodes, uh um kind of the early season, and I know we're basically halfway through the show now, so you can't really follow up the early season. Uh, but kind of four, five and six I guess lesser six and of course seven follow a more tight um episode structure where they all fit together. Whereas this kind Ow. of like the Ow. later fit end-
1: As you as you know, I haven't I haven't actually seen season six because when season six came out, um I wasn't I wasn't watching I wasn't watching TV at the time, so I missed all of that. And I haven't taken the and I haven't taken the time since I recognise I haven't watched season six yet. I was going to watch it, but then we decided to uh, reveal the Clone Wars episode. So I thought, well, I've got to watch all of these. I might as well I might as well just have a first-hand experience the first time. I think that's a good idea. Um, but yeah, every kind of a season follows this kind
0: of structure. Cause these early seasons are a bit loppy-doppy. I've just made up a term, and then we have season four, five, and less six, as I said, because six is only, I believe, 13 episodes, so we, we don't really get um, all of that there, but these are four, five, and then, of course, seven follow a better arc, I think, with the episodes and the structure better. Um, Otherwise, this was okay. Um, Anything to add to a, a, a off episode
1: here? Supply lines? Um... No, but oh, uh, I like this. What I like. Um, I know we spoke about the political side of things earlier. Um, but I think uh, Organa, Senator Organa. I think he's he's in terms of like a political character in the Clone Wars. He's always very strong in that, and I like that about him.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of his main role. He doesn't really get out of that. Yeah. Characters, him and Padme, really the kind of main two, and for some reason, Jar Jar Binks is always fucking around in those episodes. But
1: and also later in the season, we get to see um, uh, we get to see how the banking clan, uh, the trade fe- and the trade federation and the the droid, uh, the droid clan or whatever, um, they all oh, make an oh brief- wait a minute.
0: Mr. Believe the facts and say everything right. What do you mean? Whatever.
1: I forgot what the actual uh droid um. Sorry. What the actual oh, droid what? thing is called. Sure but comes- um, yeah, they make a they make a plot to tell Dooku. Oh, you got to attack the separatists. So we got so we get more clones. Um. Oh. And in that episode, we actually find out uh, because I was really confused about i know probably like people who've studied political uhpoliti- people who have studied politics and stuff in uni or for a level I'm sure they're
0: watching this fucking podcast yeah uh, one home um,
1: they will probably know about uh republics um and how a trade federation would ideally work because the trade federation works has a seat in the senate but they also trade with the separatists but we actually um but the banking clan guy actually tells us that in that episode and i think that's a good thing
0: yeah um and i'm sure the guy who uh, we always remember the comment on the season one what was it no season seven episode or season seven podcast? When we did that, the first podcast, uh, this guy called you out on some politics, I believe. So, if he's listening, which I don't think he is, because I think he got a bit pissed of off, fill us in. I'm sure you know so
1: much. Um, yeah, I find he, it was the one who, when I uh, made the comment about Anakin committing a war crime by falsely su- surrendering, um, he said, Whoever, whoever you are. Um, he said, um, uh, "The Republic was literally built on slavery, and yet you're calling out Anakin for this war crime."
0: Oh, um, did you feel a bit broken? You know, like...
1: he he sounds like uh, quite an educated individual on uh, Star Wars. So, wow. Well, you know, um, if we if we get anything wrong, let us know.
0: We just a few more caps, please, though, so that we can see it. You know. He has glasses on, he can't see as well as others. Um, I want to just find that comment, because I always find it so uh, entertaining. Uh, and here it is. So Stereo, Stereo, false surrender is a war crime. You do realise you're talking about a republic that was defended by a slave race. Right. Question mark. Uh, so if...
1: Oh, so not built on slavery, but defended by a slave race. Yes.
0: Yeah, so if uh, Mr... Sivan Stereo is listening. Um, he's put that all in one word. Uh, just comment again. I would love to hear your your influence. Um, sphere talking of influence, what a transition! Sphere of influence, episode four. What do you think?
1: Do you need a description? Yeah, go
0: on. Search for lead to search for Pantor, Pantor. I can never say that. Pantorian chairman's, chairman's wow, family i can't wait to say it, but there you go
1: oh this is the one where um uh the pantoran chairman's uh daughters get kidnapped by the separatists yeah oh no by the by one of the trade federation leaders
0: yes but i believe yeah it was for the separatists in the end i believe um,
1: it was the tra- It was one of the trade. It was one of the trade federation um, leaders working with the separatists. Yes. Um, I
0: remember this episode, and I just thought it was what it was. I mean, there were politics. We talked. You know, if you want to talk about politics again, there's a good example. But I remember it, and I just find it a bit, a bit over the top. And that sounds weird when you're talking about Star Wars, but. I mean, because the first Pantorian episodes that we saw uh, in season two were kind of, you know, disputes between who should live on this certain planet, and now daughters are getting kidnapped, and you know, I just found it a bit, a bit over over the top for what we had before. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I quite like the fact that they got Jabba the Hutt involved, and also we saw Jabba the Hutt with his son again, like uh, from the Clone mm-hmm. Wars movie. Which we
0: we probably should have reviewed first. <coughs> if anything, I'm sure we'll review at the end at some point. Now, at the end of our Clone Wars journey, um, it's not that great anyway. But. Yeah, it's, Star Wars Politics once again returning, probably strong. It
1: does have the same voice actor that originally uh voiced Duke, that originally played Duke.
0: Yes, and I should remember my uh, his name.
1: Beautiful soul.
0: Well, yeah, I should remember his name because he's in <clears throat> he's in Lord of the Rings and he's in the Man with the Golden Gun, James Bond film, and I'm a big James Bond fan. So really, I should remember his name, and I do kind of, but I don't, so I will not. Slander their name.
1: Anything else to say about
0: this? Go on. Were you going to tell a joke and I interrupted you? I apologize. No, I
1: I just, I said,
0: may God rest his soul. May God rest his soul. I agree with those sentiments. Uh, Sphere of influence, uh, is there anything else to say about this episode? Because I found it to be what it was, really.
1: Um. I quite I liked the, the cantina gunfight that they had that small little bit that was good.
0: Yeah, I, all I was thinking of in that scene was kind of um about a new hope a lot it just it felt a lot like a lot like that. It felt very um and very also
1: I liked in this episode that we got to see Greedo, uh, before a New Hope.
0: Exactly. Well, there you go. And that that definitely adds into the New Hope feel. And of course, we saw
1: when they, they should have had him speaking Rodian instead of Basic because um the kids, the kids. Because in a new, because in a new hope, he was only speaking Rodian. Well, I believe you you
0: spoke Rodian in the uh your talking shit segment that was now apparently taken over by Charlie Udell. But do you want to bring it back for one last hour and speak some Rodian for us? He's thinking about what is the words. Yeah, I can't. Mm. You did it? In, I believe you did it in the start. Uh, A new hope podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure you can. For one final horror, you can whip it out. I you tell think. you
1: what. I tell you what. On next week's pod, I will revise some words of Rodian this week instead of doing my French homework, and then next week, <laughs> when when. <laughs> When we do the next Star Wars podcast, I will speak some Rodian.
0: Beautiful. Um, And of course, your French GCSE just doesn't matter. Um, Corruption, episode five.
1: Fuck French GCSE? Who needs it when you can speak Rodian,
0: man? Who needs it when you've got a a famous Star Wars podcast played by six people around the world? Um, uh, Corruption. Padme Madala uncovers a plot beneath Mandalore's facade. French word right there, I believe. Facade is a French word, funny enough. Um,
1: I like this episode, I believe, yes, I do. Go on, what do you think about it? Wait, say it again?
0: The episode, uh, did you hear the episode name? No, go on. Okay, I'll say it again and I can edit this very nicely. Episode 5, Corruption. Padme Amidala uncovers a plot beneath Mandalore's facade. Did you hear that? Um, I remember. I
1: remember this. Wait. Wait. This is when Padme go. Yes, I remember this. I remember this one. I remember this one. This is when um, Padme finds out that those weird dinosaur looking egyptian guys um are poisoning the kids drinks the soda yeah yeah so
0: i was a bit meh no, on this episode i think
1: they were wearing like egyptian uh clothing and jewelry oh. mm, yeah.
0: they were green okay well, calm down. you know egyptian people aren't green louis okay it's just the egyptian headdress that we're thinking about here um but yeah I thought this episode was once again a bit weird and ridiculous. I thought, you know, Star Wars, and we're talking about soda. It's just me, though. I quite, what you I of?
1: quite like this. I quite like this um, episode because we got another look at Mandalore, um, and the yes, yeah,
0: yeah. I believe, and also the prime minister gets. I believe he gets arrested in this episode, if anything.
1: No, no not That's this episode. Not, no, not,
0: in another episode. Yeah. That's the one with a soap he gets arrested. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: someone gets done in here, and I believe it is just the Egyptian fellas, and I believe it might have been a police chief as well. Someone gets done in.
1: Police, the police chief is like, oh, well, it, well it can't. It mustn't be, be the doc, our doc, because yeah. we protect it all the time. And then she's like, oh, well, then, you know, take us there now. He's like, all right. And then they go, and he's like, well, shit, it turns out the dock isn't always protected. And then they go and they uh, kill the Egyptians, and they take the soda. Oh, no, they burn it. They burn it. They
0: burn it. I thought...
1: No offense to
0: Mohammed. Yes. This this felt like a, a bit of filler to me. Um, especially coming yeah. off really strong yeah. season three Mandalore plot to then go to kind of soda it just felt a bit weaker because we came off such controversy and such scandalous uh, events from season 2 and then just, just to go to oh they're putting stuff in the soda it felt a bit weak to me at least I mean I understand that it explores Mandalore's corruption even more and I guess it, it shows how far it reaches that even the police don't even you know, know about this corruption, but also I feel that you could have put this in a more important episode and made it a two-minute scene, uh, of just a fast first part of an episode and not an episode, a whole episode itself. What do you think?
1: Um Yes, I thought that. Well, no, I didn't originally think this, but I, but now, now I'm thinking maybe maybe they could. Have it as part of an episode, and they could um, transition into a period where they kind of uncover more and more corruption, kind of like um, the Prime Minister Almuc episode. But yeah. maybe they could make the Prime Minister Almuc episode a second part of an arc, or uh, which went on from this episode, which would work.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but then they I'm... might have to then they might have had to introduce Ahsoka into the first episode or not introduce her at all.
0: That's true. true.
1: they'd they'd kind of had to change the whole... the kids finding out about Alma as well.
0: Let's just get rid of it. Let's bomb this episode off. We don't need it. Um, And we can... uh, I don't think it's needed in the arc. Um, But that's just my opinion. Uh, Episode six, The Academy... Uh, continue on from Mandalore. Uh, Ahsoka Tano is assigned to teach class on Mandalore. So this is where the thing kind of gets a bit yeah. spicy. As uh, this is
1: this is literally the one we were just we were just speaking about.
0: Yeah, I mean this is the arc I believe now we're going into it because after this is another Mandalorian episode. So really, that first episode of this is not needed, in my opinion personally. I'm sure there's many kids out there screaming soda and I want to see it used in TV shows. Well I don't know uh, I don't want it used. It's not needed. Um but I thought this was much better for is the step up.
1: What do you think? Mm. I quite like I quite like this episode. I liked that um well I didn't I didn't like that they had um uh Satine's uh, nephew find the thing, but I thought it was a good it was a good it was a good thing to use to start off the episode and get it going.
0: I think I said at last podcast and what I said might have been along the lines of when you put kids in clone wars, it doesn't feel as professional. I think I think this worked uh, because the circle was in it. Yeah and I think the kids worked. Yeah and I think it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun, and it also works on a. It, it's good for adults, I guess, as well. Um, so I guess it, it accomplishes its goal. I'm sure. I'm sure the studio loved it, this episode because it fits so many kinds and so many uh, demographics.
1: I think this was probably um, one of the good episodes of Clone was which had uh, the kids in it. Mm. Because um, generally they can't, they don't do that very well. But I think with this one, they've kind of uh, chosen their time properly and kind of made it so the kids don't get the whole episode, and Ahsoka's properly in it.
0: And Ahsoka, Ahsoka learns a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff. I hate when people say stuff. A lot of things in this episode, um, and as a character, I guess she grows. And this is. I wouldn't say it's her first assignment on her own, I don't believe so. I might be wrong, though. It could be her first assignment we see on the show on no, no. her own. Would that be wrong? I'm sure there's another one that I missed in season two or season one. Yeah, I'm um, sure.
1: yeah. I'm pretty sure she's done assignments on her own before.
0: Have we seen it on the
1: show? Yeah. I'm
0: yeah. sure we have. Um, but this is the one that kind of stands out that when I think Ahsoka, I think, this episode in there, which I guess is, shows it is a highlight of sorts, um, which is nice. I think the next episode is better for me, but I do like this episode a lot.
1: Mm. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Um, no, not to this episode exactly.
0: Fair enough. I'm sure we can carry uh, it on in episode seven, Assassin. Uh, Asoka Tano has visions of Padme Amidala being assassinated. This one, uh, this one, I liked a lot. What do you think? I, 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 I remember now. Um, see- I remember
1: watching this as a kid and not really liking it that much. <gasps> but um, it is, it is. It's definitely, it's definitely not an episode which isn't good. I agree. It is. It is a pretty good episode. I re- I do. I do respect it for what it is, um. And I think it's a another uh, good episode with Padme, which isn't always. It doesn't always happen that much. Um, it something- seems in season three they took Padme to kind of a different place, which I think was quite good, and they used her good, well.
0: Yeah, because I mean, season one and season two, she was always. Kind of felt like a second fiddle, and I mean it's good to see that she isn't always accompanied accompanied by uh, Jar Jar Binks and C3PO, who we see less of in the season, which I'm happy about, of course. Um, I like the reason I like this episode is, um, it's obviously connections to season two, but also we see kind of Sokka once again grow and learn. I think even more this time, and I think she grows on an adult level as well, um, because she's not necessarily surrounded by kids. Um, and I feel like it felt kind of weird for Ahsoka to have such a kind of real episode where it kind of, it doesn't necessarily hit you emotionally, but there is an emotional depth to it because she keeps having like these visions and she gets emotional about it. And she keeps seeing this old assassin from season two, of course. Um, my own problem... like, Kira sucks? Yeah, we said this last week, I believe it's Kira something. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now if you watch last week's podcast, s- skip to about the end, and you'll see whoever it was. Uh, or watch the whole episode and like and subscribe to it. Um. But yes, I thought this was fun. I thought this was good. I would say I don't think we needed the old assassin back. I know there's that depth because we saw him in season two, but I think we would have co- accomplished uh, bigger feats with a new character, probably. And I don't. I'm not being, I'm not insulting people's like intelligence or anything. I don't know how many people actually kind of realized that this is the same woman from season two. I mean, we can barely remember her name. I I, I think we could have been.
1: I I realized it.
0: Oh, I'm cocky. Um, But did you realize it as a kid?
1: Um, As a kid, I. Yes, yeah. as a kid, I, I did recognize that. But as a kid, I, uh, you know, the episode where the ship is crashed. Yes. I only saw that episode once, and I never saw the episode before that one. Fair enough. Um, but um, it tells you in the in the uh, in the prologue no. of the episode what's happened before, and I was like, oh, okay, I've seen that episode. All right, I know who she is.
0: Um, I mean, some people may you know her. I, I, you seemingly are uh, cocky in her. I can't
1: her remember not. another episode that this bounty hunter is in.
0: I don't think she's seen after this. Uh, I don't. I don't believe I
1: she did have I like a, a small cameo appearance in um, uh, the Phantom Menace. You, um, in when they're in, on the pod when the pod racing is going on, um, as they. There's a high angle shot of them, um, and they're going around a bend, and you s- and she's standing on the cliff. You just see um, the back of her, but you can tell it's her.
0: Do we know it's her? Because she looks like, nineteen here.
1: Yeah, and I know. I know. Her, but
0: so she must be like five.
1: No, it's got. It's got to be her. She's got the same like orange jacket and the and all the pale skin and the uh, the same hairstyle and the little antenna on
0: it, stuff. Well it could be the same, it could, that's, um uh, that just seems like a bit of a timeline error. She may be 35 for all I know, but she looks like 19 in this.
1: It looks like so, she could be in 26.
0: Yeah, which really would have only made her about 7 or 10 when the fandom Menace happened, mm-hmm. if I'm using my maths correctly. But it definitely, it's Wally. It's probably the same character influence.
1: She didn't look seven or ten in no. the, I saw it in the so maybe I'm maybe, I'm wrong. Uh,
0: maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. I think Dave Learning probably saw that and went, "Yeah, we'll use that character's design." I don't know if it's the same character. It Very well, could be. I think that's a bit weird. I don't think it lines up. If it is, I'm sure it might be though. Um, but anyway, I thought overall uh, a fine uh, video, video, a fine uh, episode. Episode 8, Evil Plans. This is, a, I believe, a 2 d 2 episode. While shopping on Coruscant, C-3PO on R2... Oh, fuck off. I don't want to talk about this episode. I know what it I is. I don't remember. It's the food. I think. I think
1: I've skipped
0: this episode. You have seen it. No, I know you've seen this. They, they. So, basically, Cad Bane comes in. This is meant to be before the Senate... Uh, bombing episode in season one, it's chronologically. Okay. They, it's Cad Bane comes in, and R2-D2 and C-55 go out for fruit, if this is the episode, and because it's like Padme and Anakin's whatever, whatever. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And Cad Bane's like, I want the plants! And like they're like, no! And then it's like, oh, well, hi, Jinx. And then Cad Bane looks like a fucking scumbag. Yeah. I didn't like this episode at all. It's a it's a drone episode. What did I can't,
1: you do? Do, I can't do a good campaign act. He's got yeah. like that the voice the, the voice of... box thing as well on him.
0: We have to leave that up to uh, Charlie Delacour. He, Charlie did... Charlie
1: can do Star Wars impressions. It's all down to him.
0: I know. Well, he'll he'll be back in two weeks' time. People, don't worry I about it. Can't
1: wait that long. I can't wait.
0: Well, you're going to have to wait because we've got other guests and we've got Star Wars news next week. Um, yeah. What do you think of this episode? I don't want to cut it off with me just complaining.
1: Um, well, as uh, I said, I skipped this episode. Um, okay. I never particularly found it very interesting when I first watched it as a child.
0: Yeah, it's nothing. It's just dry. Film.
1: It's just dry. It's just
0: it's, it's meant to be TV kidding
1: you and C-3PO don't really fit in Clone Wars I don't think, I like R2-D2 and I, and I think... C-3PO doesn't fit very well in Clone Wars Yes, and I'll keep slagging them off his, stat, his proper moment was uh, A New Hope Loved him in That's that
0: That's all he's needed for, as a character, as a plot device Literally, A New Hope is all he's meant to be in and then you all he get all he gets after that is just embarrassed by Han Solo. And then he gets worshipped in episode six and then he gets nothing to do in the sequel trilogy except for episode it's nine.
1: Nothing to not, Well except for the Sith for the Sith blade.
0: Yeah, so literally there's nothing for him to do after a new
1: hope. I think keep him alive because it's meant Abrams and Brian Johnson for not giving Man Anthony, and enough screen time and giving him enough, enough things to do.
0: I say, listen, we keep. Uh, if I could make Star Wars, which I probably doubt the genius to do, uh, but if I was in 1997 or whatever, uh, we keep people alive and the you know hope, because it's all a hopeful film. We kill him and their partner strikes back, and I'd like a torch to see where he gets ripped apart by Darth Vader. Absolutely ripped
1: apart. Uh, if Darth Post- Vader is the one who built it, I, well, that's 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 why it worked. It's the circle of life. You know, Darth. You know, um, Darth Vader did actually see C three PO because C three PO got taken apart in Episode Five.
0: To the die, Episode Five,
1: and uh, and um, Darth Vader found Chewbacca with um, with C three PO, and then when he saw C three PO, was like. I remember it, C2, yeah. And then he's like, and then the troops are like, oh, should we take, should we take him away for you? And so he's like, no, give the Wookiee his droid. And they're like, oh, okay.
0: Well, there you are. I think we should have killed them then. Um, anyway, that was Evil Plans, <laughs> and it's rubbish. rubbish. Hunt for Zero. I remember this. Zero the Heart finds himself wanted by the Heart Council. This episode I really remember, because I remember this being is, a kid. This is a good <laughs> episode. I thought so as well. This was like I one of the first. Forget I
1: forget the name of the Jedi, but we get to see that other Jedi who um uh, I think it's Legends, but he falls in love with um, Ventress.
0: Yes, I remember you telling he me about this. I and mean, to the-, the
1: dark side, but then he goes back to the light.
0: He's in the thumbnail for um on Disney Plus. I I don't remember his name. Um, this was a really good episode. Um. It's good to see Zero back, because she was in the Clone Wars film. I believe it's she. Is it he? I think it's he, actually. It's a- yeah, he's like- he's- I believe- he's just gay, isn't he? Or I don't- it, you may not, I'm sorry, that might be a controversial statement. It's just how he talks. Hey. He has that weird voice. But everyone Ladies. else.
1: Know, man.
0: Listen, he may not be gay or female, but he seemed it. But yeah, we've seen him in the Clone Wars film. And he gets arrested, I believe Does, and um,
1: yes, I don't think we see him in the Clone Wars film
0: We do, or oh, unless I'm mixing up With this episode
1: No, but we see him in season one Getting rescued by Cad Bane On the last episode
0: I remember For some reason And it may be kind of that Mandela effect, whatever it's called I remember him being in Clone Wars film Because the reason that Count Dooku Even got hold Of Jabba's son is because Zero gave him away. I believe. I don't know. I may be wrong.
1: Episode That very well might be true because I've only seen the Clone Wars movie once.
0: Yeah, I've only seen it once. So I I may be just plain that confused. And I I don't want people attacking me again. I've had enough. Um, But yeah, this was a fine episode. Nothing much, but I was entertained by it. I think it was better for than uh, Evil Plans, which I'll, I don't want to talk about again on the podcast. So, uh, very good, very good. Uh, anything else to say before we move on to a, a pretty good episode? Um,
1: no.
0: Very good. Um, episode 10, Heroes on both sides. This was very political, and you mentioned it earlier, I believe. So, I'll let you take the floor. Do I yeah. need to read... I'll read the description first, actually, because that's what I want to do now. Padme Amidala and the Socatano travel to Laxus, I believe I'm saying that way.
1: Oh, OK. Um, so basically, Padme Amidala, Socatano, they go to the separatist home world because um, Padme's got an old friend there who's a separatist senator. Well, not, no, not senator. Uh, uh, because the separatists don't have a senator, do they? They've got they've just got like a parliament.
0: Yeah, it's more of a demo- yeah, parliament kind of democracy thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway.
0: Especially the parliament. She's got,
1: a, she's got a political friend there. She's and she just says to her, hey, right, we need um we I know we both want peace, so why don't you ask your separatist uh fellas in um parliament to um to call for a treat, a uh, peace treaty, and she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good." But then again, um, in the start of the episode, but this is the episode where the banking plan and the trade federation and the droid, fa- I'm just going to call them the droid manufacturers, um, and the droid manufacturers, they all come together and they and they come up with a plot for the separatists to. Um, Launch a surprise attack on Coruscant, which has not been attacked in over a thousand years, because they want um, uh, they want the Republic to pay them uh, a lot of. Oh no, they want the Republic to take out a loan in from the banking plan to pay for more uh, clones to be made, and a load of people are like, we don't need any more clones. We've got enough people in the war. But then um once the peace treaty is going for election in this in the Senate from in the Republic Senate from the uh, separatist uh parliament, um then the bombs go off and um the separatist bombs go off within Coruscant. And they're like, oh, God, we're under attack. And then the peace treaty is called off. And they're like, we need clones right now. So um, they're like, and then it goes into an arc um, for another episode. They're like, yeah, we need clones right now. But I think that this was um, a very good, I think this was a very good political episode. Probably one of the best so far. Because um we got to see...
0: Uh, the separatist side as well. Yeah, I, I, was, um, I was impressed. I was impressed from a political standpoint. And I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was entertaining dialogue. Probably one of the most engaging political episodes there is that doesn't really involve necessarily that much action, except for the bomb going off. So I was uh, entertaining. I think you summed it up very nicely. Do you have anything else to say before we move on to the second part of the
1: arc? Um, no, it was yeah. just a really good episode, and I and I continue to enjoy it to this day. Let's very good, one. very good.
0: Um, episode eleven, pursuit of peace. Uh, this is the second part you were talking about. Padme Amidala, Bailogana, and Onohanadia far become targets. I remember this episode. I think I butchered that yeah. fella's name. But other than that, I, I remember
1: this episode. He's the leader of rhodia I think. Erodia.
0: Okay. Which right, oh, is. I apologize. Oh, louie's thinking of facts. He's thinking
1: Wait. of facts. Right. He's the leader of Rodia. I was thinking Erodia is a different planet, which is meant to be. The Erodians are one of Darth Maul's species, except the Darth Maul species. Is actually a deathem. So the Dathomir species is a subspecies mm. of the erod of the erodian species, which was the original which was the original pure species. But then erodians started mating with um, humans, and then they made the deathemirian species because they live on deathemir.
0: We just need to, we need to get a jingle for when every time you just come up with like fat. I'll, I'll I'll make something, or I'll just cover something for next week, probably. I'm sure you'll Um, The
1: Honour Targa, anyway. he is the leader of Arabia.
0: Very good. And this episode, You're I thought
1: right. it was a follower. Mm,
0: very good follower of um, the previous episode. Full of action this time, man. Um, <coughs> and my thing with Padme Amadala, right? She's very good when she's talking, and I think she's really good in the political scenes. But I don't really like her when it, when she has to get all action on me. I, I, it isn't as good. I don't think she fits that kind of role of getting tough. What do you think? Maybe that's the, I'm not being sexed or anything. I I just don't like the character when she gets like that. I think those are some weak episodes. I think this is the I better.
1: Don't, I don't mind I it don't when she gets tough, but I don't think she gets tough much in this episode, which is fine.
0: Well, she, yeah, she's a, there's a lot of running. But I, I, I think there's just too many episodes where she's like, ooh, there's a powerful male force coming after me, and I'm going to kick their ass. But in the end, she doesn't really kick their ass because some guy comes over to save her every time. So that's what I'm going to say on that. Um, I don't really like those kind of episodes. I like her from a political standpoint, no, but I find and it very since, as,
1: uh, since this is an arc of the pre... Of also the previous episode they still have the peace treaty to discuss and whether they should oh no, they're voting on whether they should uh, call for more clones um, and uh, no, uh, yes and Senator Organa um, decides we don't need any more clones I am one of the most influential people in the Senate, I'm going to make a speech about it um to say why we shouldn't do more clones and then count dooku has two bounty hunters come and try and kill her him but they fail but he still gets uh too injured to come to the senate so he's like okay padme you're up and she does she actually makes a really good speech like i wasn't expecting it to be that good like from someone not within the Star Wars universe, it is a, it's a really good speech. Um, Indeed. Props to the writers. Props to the writers. Um,
0: uh, a great writing team, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, need to, I need to probably
1: look into it. This is one of the things that just um, puts the arc in full circle, and I love it. Um, and then afterwards we see Chancellor Palpatine. Uh, say. It's weird. He says, like, it's weird how even after um catastrophe, the minds of all the senators will be, the minds of hundreds will be swayed by one sen by one senator.
0: That's a good line again.
1: A very good line. And um, uh, and it's also foreshadowing his um, him being Darth Sidious as well. And at this point, I think um, uh, his friend. I think he's a Twi'lek. Oh no, he's a, no, he's a different species because he's got the he's he. I think he might be a subspecies of Twi'lek because they've got tusks on the end of the of the tails.
0: Let's just call him Blue Cunt.
1: Blue Cunt. Blue. All right, and then uh, the Blue Cunt, who's is who's his mate in uh, his the mate. I think he already knows that he is a Sith and he's planning to make an empire and make them very Yeah,
0: and alluded, alluded to. Even though we don't really see it, I don't believe we see him after the Clone Wars. Except probably at a comic on page five.
1: Revenge of the Sith. Right.
0: No, I know, but I mean, the Clone Wars is like the war, yep. not the yeah. Yeah, he's in Murden to but I don't, I don't think we see him in anything.
1: I assume he got into a high place of power or lived like the rest of his days in, uh, in um, retirement. And and um, Darth Sidious was swaying him to get, um, so he could come into power.
0: I yes, um, either way, this episode itself. Was okay. I, I didn't like it as much as the last episode, but I thought it was okay. And I thought Padme did very well in that speech. And I think it was very good uh, from a writing standpoint. Uh, and some good foreshadowing. Um, I want to cover these next three episodes. Uh, they're pretty big. Um, I'm going to name all the episodes, and I'm, but we're, I think we should talk uh, about them as a whole because they all kind of link in very nicely. Uh, episode 12, Night Sisters. Episode 13, Monster. And episode 14, Witches of the Mist. Uh, one of my favourite arcs and one of the most famous arcs uh, ever. The best. I one of the best. One of the best, definitely. I'd say most, if not all of these three episodes and the later Daphne episodes and all of that with Maul, they have to go in your top ten. They have to go in your top ten. Some of the best stuff uh, along there with the Mandalore stuff and all that. But this was really well, well done. And as a person that doesn't necessarily read all the comics and doesn't necessarily know that much about uh, the Night Sisters and all of that, I was fully and I, I, I learned a lot from these episodes and they're kind of an episode that every time I see them coming up on a season, if I watch a on season, I get really excited um, because there's such strong roles and just everyone feels explored and it was just brilliant. I can't really explain it, and I think if you're watching this and you're a Star Wars fan, and you know these episodes, and if you haven't watched them for some reason and you've made this fun to a Star Wars podcast about Clone Wars, number one, you're stupid, number two, you need to watch them right now. Uh, Like and subscribe before you leave. Um, But yeah, they're brilliant. Uh, I I can't really say anything more, so I'm going to leave it to the hounds of uh, Louis Gilbert.
1: Well, the first episode, I I really loved the scene um, when... Asaj was dueling anakin and obi-wan and when she did the force choke on both of them that because she was because she knew she'd just been betrayed by dooku so she knew that she was cornered there there was no way out and if she lost this fight to them couldn't help her out so she was like uh she was trapped in a corner and she had to do everything to survive. So her hate was all building up, and then she force choked them, and they were like, oh, she, she's pretty powerful. Then she escaped. She went to the Night nice Sisters. That was pretty cool.
0: I absolutely agree. Um, some really cool scenes and of course, um, Savage, obviously, uh, makes his big debut. He's a big fella. He,
1: he makes his debut in the second wow. episode.
0: Well, yes, but all are fucking old, you twats in London. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I got aggressive question you, Louis. I apologize. Uh, but yes, um, the training scene with him and his brother, who I'm sure you know the name of, and I forgot. Go on, name him. Who's his brother?
1: Um, uh, oh, it's oh, uh no,
0: we've caught him. We've
1: caught him. Something beginning with an R, I think.
0: We'll get okay. We'll return. We don't need to because it'll be annoying for people if we just sit here going out. out. So, we let's leave that and we'll get back to If We remember we'll say it midway through. Um, but yeah, the training scene, uh, with him and his brother and Ventress that is gold. I think it's Mm. absolutely brilliant, and I think quite possibly my favorite bit from this whole arc. Um, and really. Savage, we we see a lot of in the show, but we don't really, if you think about it as a whole. He comes in here, and then he goes away more. We only
1: get to see him uh, fully in in this particular arc, and then in the first episode where he meets Darth Maul, where he's kind of talking to that um, snake.
0: Yes, and uh, I thought... It's kind of crazy, because as a person that didn't really see this when it came out, I heard a lot about Darth Maul, obviously, making his return later on, but Savage was a guy that kept getting talked about. And just to think that, really, in the grand scope of things, he wasn't in that many episodes, and um, he's so memorable. I think, and I'm going to go out on a limb, not only is the Darth Maul episode the reason why he was so popular, but I think these three episodes, and the episode he debuts in, and the one after, these are the main reasons he's so popular, because the training scene with his brother was full of character. I mean, you had a dueling minds. So you either kill your brother or really you get killed. I thought I just thought it was brilliant. I mean, it's, it's a trick all this time, I guess, in writing is, well, what would you do in this situation? But I think there was, set, there was a lot of balls uh, for the writers of this to go, well, we can't just kind of cop out and go, well, everyone wins in the end. Someone did lose, and I think it was pretty brutal. I, I, I... The whole training scene just amazing, yeah, and if you've seen the episode, you know.
1: I especially love the bit where they took him back to Mother Towson and they made him like fucking massive. That
0: was massive. I loved
1: that.
0: Yeah, fucking gorilla. <laughs> he was just
1: like he was killer. like six for eight or something, or maybe even seven foot.
0: I love all those mother towns and kind of, I believe we only get two or three in this kind of show where she just fucking grows people up. She does it to Maul as well. She fixes her legs. It's just satisfying. to I,
1: I, satisfying uh, three, of son of death to me.
0: I guess, was, I, I think that can fall under our segment of Louis talking shit. I think there was enough impression... And a bit of lingual skill To put that little sentence together So I'm going to say We finally got uh, a segment of Lupus off in shit There we go, beautiful Louis Um, We talked about episode 2 We talked about the training scene We talked about Mother Townsend doing her little thing Uh, What else happens We talked about definitely the highlights But I'm sure there's much more And if we don't mention it People will be annoyed Because Obi-Wan and Anakin show up In episode 3 I believe so from then on.
1: Oh, um also in episode three at the beginning we get to see um some clone commandos for the first out and we only get to see clone commandos twice in this. Um this time I think we see Delta Squad. I think that's their name. I might be I might be wrong. Mm. This is the only time we get to see them in Clone Wars. I think that's wasted potential but I'm glad
0: we got to see them. Yes, I, I'm glad we, we saw them as well. Um, I don't want to miss anything out here. I think we've talked about the highlights. I think we've talked about what people want to hear from these episodes. If we missed anything, put it in the comments, and I'm sure we'll never follow up on your comment and leave you in the dark. But I, I, don't, I think we got the highlights that we need to get from that, those episodes. And if we need to return to them, we can at the end. Uh, but for now... That was um, the uh, nicest oh, wait, uh,
1: there. One thing. Go on, put his hand up. Um I think that Savage a mm-hmm. press should have been in more um should have been in more episodes as Count Dooku's apprentice before um they made their move on Count Dooku. Which is which is what um Savage not Savage, um Asajj Ventress um said to mother towers but she was like oh we need to do it now
0: yeah i thought that was a bit rushed as well i, I definitely think because if i memory serves me right um we see Savage here and then in this arc and then he goes away and then we don't see him till a bit into uh season four like a good bit into season four so yeah. i think I mean, they're really good episodes. i are about to follow this whole arc uh, up, obviously. But I think that he definitely could have came in sooner. And I think if you got rid of like evil plans and all of that, I'm sure we could have fit in some more stuff with him, with Dooku. So that's a bit of a shame. But it all kind of flowed well, I think. Uh, I and mean, We'll get to those episodes when they come, obviously, I believe, season four. Uh, so we'll get to them uh, in two weeks with Mr. Udell. Um, but here it's like, there's definitely room to kind of cut an episode or two out and fit in just a tiny bit more, just 40 more minutes of uh, Dooku and Savage. I absolutely agree. Um, is there absolutely anything else that we need to talk about with this arc before we move on to another brilliant arc that we'll have to talk to in bulk?
1: No. no? Uh, okay, uh, not... everyone, because we are already an hour and seven minutes in.
0: We are, yes or well yeah five on the recording I believe um so we're moving fast actually because there's not that much left if we really think about in the band's scheme of things. Uh, I'm going to talk about this whole arc in bulk as well, and it's, once again we finish a very famous arc with another very famous arc. Oh my! Uh, the whole
1: oh my God!
0: episodes, and so we have the next three episodes are overlords. Um altar of mortis and yeah. the best one yeah. ghosts of mortis as well so I, almost mortis cried
1: this. I almost cried in this
0: really okay what yeah. what moment
1: i loved qui-gon my f- oh. oh
0: yeah yeah when qui-gon showed up and i believe
1: Qui-Gon you know, the is, way- is waking up i love qui-gon
0: i love Qui Gon as well i love well,
1: when, when we saw him i almost cried oh, i had tears in my eyes
0: I was crying now. I feel so
1: emotional about about this Mortis
0: arc. We can't have people crying on the podcast, can we? <gasps> we might as well. You might as well, Lee. Let's see it flow. People love that. We'll click on that. We'll put you on the thumbnail. Crying. Clickbait um This is just one of the most famous kind of arcs again. And that's kind of mental. I think mean, that's what kind of makes season three so good. Because these next, like, even after this, another really famous arc this end point of this season is so packed with just epicness. It's insane. And I thought this was such an interesting arc. I thought it was so interesting. I think we have the whole force thing, and I think we never really get that explored on such a spiritual level. We get the all and the blood and that, and obviously we get the, the original trilogy with it's all kind of magic and that. But this was like, whoa. This was DMT shit, and I was like thinking, oh, Jesus, this is mental. Uh, I, I loved it, and I think you need to watch this episode as well if you haven't seen them. I'm sure you have for people.
1: And I there. love that they explored more of Anakin being the chosen one in this because they rarely explore him being the chosen one the episode. in Clone Wars. And I love that they actually make that mean something in this.
0: Yes, and I, I, I really think these episodes... If you're gonna watch, like, if you're just a new Star Wars fan who you just haven't watched film Wars ever, I don't. Once again, I don't know what you're doing on here. But also, if you are just that type of person that just watches just the films, and has never watched any other thing or read anything, if you want to follow Anakin Dark kind of properly, these episodes are essential because not only does it explore the Chosen One, art and. Until this, and especially for a person like me that doesn't necessarily read the comics, the Chosen One thing was always a bit loose and fast with it. It was kind of well, the Chosen One, that's it, done, finished, go on, you are going to do this. Whereas this really explored it and this gave it new levels, especially for me.
1: And um, this, um, one of the reasons why this particular arc touched me... Um,
0: oh, you got touched? Oh, call the place.
1: The the reason why... um this particular arc meant so much to me and why it touched me on a spiritual level good <laughs> like movies is because um you know it actually focuses on the force and its being because that's what they do in the movies and in other clone wars episodes you know um they have action here action there it that's all that's all good and dandy but you know they have um they have like actual force episodes here, and i I love that. It just carries everything or a lot of what people come to Star Wars for
0: Yes, and I, I think especially uh, as a if you're a person that doesn't necessarily look into m- more of this stuff and hasn't really looked into what the force really is, and you don't really think about what the chosen one really meant, and you're kind of just like. Well he, he's the chosen one, it says in the script, let's continue on. We know he's going to be at uh, the end of episode six. Um In the end, this is kind of really explores. I think it explores it deep and I also think there's great animation too and I think there's great action there as well if you want that action. I think, I love the nicest episodes, but these also have to go on your top ten list. At least, definitely the third one for me, ghost of uh, Mortis, And the thing, I believe it's *Ghost of Mortis, where we see the Darth Vader thing pop up, which I really liked, if I might. It it's one of these episodes. Of yes, course. the third episode. And that's why it's my favorite. And I thought it was really smart um, structure of this episode, how they were kind of released. We get the, we explore the father, well, all the characters really in episode one, but the father more. Then in the second episode, we get the daughter. And then the third episode is like full dark side and I thought it was brilliant one,
1: um, thing that I thought... I didn't, one thing that I didn't like that the father said in the third episode was after the son showed um, Anakin his destiny of of killing all the younglings and becoming Darth Vader and then afterwards the father said um, it, it's your destiny your destiny can change at any time and I just think That was bad writing because no, it can't. Your destiny, your dest, the whole point of destiny is that it's fate and it's meant. The idea of it is that it's meant to be set in the stars. Almost, it's like your, it's like your path, and you can't escape from it, It, and it can't change. Yes. So I think that was it. Could have have been that was partially bad writing. That is probably the only bad thing I have to say.
0: Well, he could have been lying too, though. He could have been trying to trick. Anakin there, because of course the father isn't the light or dark, he's the balance so I'm sure he's a bit of a tricky fucker as well not only a good man, but a tricky fucker, and he could have been fine trick if we're giving the writers some leaf way, They he could have just been a dick there um, but also I think in the end, if we do kind of look into that writing on a deeper level um, and we say destiny can change the reason destiny doesn't change is because he saves both Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, which wasn't meant to be the plan, and in the end I think he locks in his destiny right then and there. And I mean, if you think about it, if he saved Ahsoka and let Obi-Wan die, where would Anakin have been? Um Because he would have still had Ahsoka to kind of guide him to the light, and he would have also had those dark side tendencies, but then we wouldn't have got the Revenge of the Sith fight either, And and what many people say, if you look into that scene, uh, the reason Anakin goes fully to the dark side is because of the things Obi-Wan says, you know, you're truly lost and all that. So if he killed killed Obi-Wan, we may have just seen a light side Anakin. So, I mean, there's there's the fate right there. Um, And if he killed Ahsoka, I'm guessing we would have seen a dark side Anakin. But since he kind of kills both, he ends up becoming Vader. But then by the time of episode six, he's still on the light which is kind of mental if you think about it because he did end up achieving balance with not only the force as they say but with himself. So these episodes are fucking genius in my opinion. And you can say we're looking too deep into it, but this is better than fucking Shakespeare. This is what they should teach in English. It's better than Shakespeare. I believe Romeo
1: and Juliet? No. No, Altar of Mortis. Altar of Mortis.
0: You, could. you know what? You could actually just replace Romeo and Juliet with this because it's the same kind of thing. And it's even a family arc as well. So there you go. It's brilliant.
1: Family yeah. mm. arc,
0: yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Um, well, I love this episodes.
1: Well, Romeo and Juliet. Fuck Romeo. He's the oh. best. He's a piece of shit. I hope he dies. Lovely. No <laughs> offense to Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. Love Leonardo.
0: Love in, in, in film. But we're not talking about Leonardo DiCaprio, we're not doing a Leonardo DiCaprio fan page podcast on Leonardo.com. I don't want that in my life, we're doing Star Wars and we're talking about Mortis, uh, brilliant couple of episodes, absolutely brilliant, the animation was brilliant, I thought, I was about to say set design but it is animation, I, I just thought it all looked fantastic, it felt fantastic, it was beautiful, loved this. Uh, some of the best stuff. Do we have anything else to say? Because I think we've already explored this on a spiritual level.
1: It is. Yeah, it's just really good. I love it. I love it on a spiritual level. I will love it till the day I die.
0: Oh, I'm well, i Dachma. To to die tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I want to, you're going to be shocked when you hear what's next. Episode 18, we're going to have to talk about the Bolt. Episode 18, The Citadel. 19 counter-attack 20 yeah success.
1: let's go boys so citadel. many
0: citadel your fa- this is some of your favorite stuff yeah. obviously characters as well talking.
1: three Covenant. no four fucking brilliant arcs in one season lord be praised
0: i know i know literally kind all of all awesome yeah
1: lucas be praised
0: fiona fiona be praised everyone yeah. gets fucking praise um yeah just brilliant again i think this was more not as good i don't think it's as good as mortis on um night sisters in my opinion but i think it's fucking insane i think it's brilliant and i think it's really well built and i don't think it's like those early season one episodes where we had to push out three episodes of kind of oh well they're going here and by the time we reached third episode they would have completed their mission this actually needed three episodes it was ups downs it was a roller coaster and I think it was structured brilliantly each episode in a perfect three-act structure.
1: And we get to see Tarkin.
0: And we get to see Tarkin. And we get to see a young Tarkin. And I thought that was also very good. Yeah. Um, see the foreshadowing at the end of... I, I think it's
1: it. very good um, a lot of the time when he agrees with Anakin on some things. Because that's foreshadowing of Darth Vader, obviously.
0: Yes, and I thought, and once again, we get these Mortis episodes and then we get Anakin. A lot of dark side stuff going on here in these later episodes of Anakin. Um, And also, I think they did Tarkin very well because they said, they kind of showed Tarkin as, while he thinks um, the Republic doesn't really work personally for him, he will just follow and do what needs to be done. And if the Republic won over the Separatists and had no empire, I think he would have still been with the Republic and doing whatever, which I found really—it's very good. And I—I I forget the name of the um the man. On you probably know his name, the Republic general who is—he's in like every episode, moustached posh man. What's your yeah, name? I know. Yeah, he does the same thing. If you, I've, I've read a comic where he, he actually turns to the Empire after the Clone Wars, and he ends up getting exploded on the Death Star. So two very similar characters and two uh, both generals. So which was really interesting. Um, brilliant again these episodes, foreshadowing. Ahsoka looked brilliant. Ahsoka and Tarkin.
1: Tarkin is Captain Tarkin, and the other guy is an admiral. Oh yes, Tarkin is still working his way up.
0: Still working his way up. Um, and of course, we see kind of, at the end of these three episodes, Tarkin goes, well, I'll have a word with Palpatine, and I'm sure I'll be uh, much higher up and all that. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, look where we were. Um, but once again, just if we talk about the actual episodes and not just Tarkin, I think we see so many ups and downs, and obviously... Um, fucking Echo gets exploded, doesn't he, I believe. And then he comes back in season seven. It's not Echo, is it? I don't know. Yeah, Echo, it was Echo, it was Echo. I was good to see him in season seven. It's good to see him in season seven. He'll come back, we'll talk about him then. We talked to him. If you want to watch our first podcast, he's awesome that. So that was very good. I don't know if it was always planned to bring him back in season seven, but now looking back on it with twenty twenty vision uh, and hindsight. Very good, um, and that was really a good up and down as well. And a, a death of a clone that felt like it meant something, and he wasn't just shot in the head randomly as he was running across battlefield. He, he actually a battlefield.
1: The last fives.
0: Yes, and we know what happens to fives uh, if you watch season six, which you need to watch. Um, I already know what happens to. Him, but... You know, what? well, that's the best arc from season six. So you've already ruined the same good stuff in season six with yeah, Yoda as well. Um, but yeah, all of this was good. And I think the action was brilliant. And I think it was structured well. And I think it all flowed well. And I I don't want to under kind of do this episode because we talked about Mortis for about 10 minutes. And we're not going to probably give this kind of three episodes enough time. So I'm going to throw it over to you who absolutely loved these episodes because you could probably talk about them more. So Louis, go on. Take these citadel episodes and make them your own.
1: I think that the um, the guy who's controlling the citadel is um a very good villain, um, mostly because of how he how he looks how they've designed yeah. him. Yeah. He's very he's very like cartoon villainish in that sense. Um. Yes. And he's, he's absolutely fucking ruthless. Mm. Uh, which is probably why he owns a, a uh, a building which is designed to torture and kill Jedi.
0: Brutal, brutal, and I think obviously this has obviously got connotations to kind of the Nazis and concentration camps and all of that, which we've talked about before: Nazis and Star Wars in this podcast. And I thought this was fucking brutal with some of the stuff we saw and some of the people we saw. And he was just
1: killing he was just killing clones when they were asking for the information. Every I tell you, every time I see a clone though, I'm just like
0: Oof. Yeah. Big hit. Big hit. Um but yeah, brilliant couple of episodes. Heavy
1: stuff, man.
0: I know heavy stuff, I know. Uh, do you have anything else to say before we move on to the final two
1: episodes? Um I like the new commander droids with the yellow paint on them. I think because he said, "Where are my special units?" and they're like higher level. They're like higher level commander droids. They're not just any old commander droids. Ooh. Even though Commando droids are still pretty fucking good, these are yellow commander droids, so you see they're even better.
0: <laughs> Fact of the day. Um, yes.
1: Also, something what? else I to watching this episode. Um which also relates to the whole of star wars um the light you know how when they unsheath their lightsabers it makes the noise like yeah. um i've realized that every lightsaber in star wars has been designed to have its own um to have its own customized uh, turning on sound yeah Obi i noticed obi-wan anakin ahsoka and evan Pe- and master peel all have different sounds and then i listened to um asage of uh uh savage oppresses lightsaber and it's very very low which is meant to um tell you that he's like you know he's this big big strong guy so it's meant to be really heavy
0: well, there you go. Well done, fact of the day. Yeah, the, the lightsabers are de-
1: the lightsaber sounds are designed to reflect the kind of um characteristics of um the person who wields them.
0: There you go. Thank you, Louis. That was very well, good. Well, I'm not going to slide that off. It was very good information that I'm actually interested in. Uh, well, that finishes the Citadel stuff, and then we go on to um. I believe it's the two episodes that I might have not liked. Padawan Lost, uh, episode 21. Uh, Ahsoka Tano and a group of abducted younglings are on the one.
1: This is the the one. uh, This small arc is okay. Is this
0: the one? And it's probably not. Is this the one where they put them in the forest and they get shot? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, it is, it is. Yeah, I don't like this. I find it a bit boring. I don't know why. I don't uh, think it's bad.
1: I just think I think
0: know, it's interesting bad. kind of. And I think it's a dark side of uh that we haven't really seen in it because it's not even separatists or really bounty hunters or Jedi. It
1: is, is just you can see dick. Bounty hunters at yeah. the end which we see in season 2 as well. The same bounty yeah. hunters.
0: Is that good? You get my point. This is just like hunters. It's like hunting animals. Uh, Mm. I don't know why I like this episode. I I might have liked it if I watched it on its own, Mm. but I kind of watched this after watching a load of episodes, and I think I was just kind of like, "Ugh!" at that point. So this was like it fell a bit short for me. But as a person that you probably had a bit more of a fresher mind when talking or watching it, so uh, what do you think of these episodes?
1: Um, they're no. okay we get to Chewbacca for the first time
0: in Wookiee Hunt I believe or is that uh... No,
1: uh, uh, maybe but we uh, they find Chewbacca um, as another survivor and he's a Wookiee so they're like okay cool we've got a Wookiee now that's useful so they have Chewbacca and they've got all the Jedi younglings and then they kill the um but they don't yeah, they kill them. I forget what the species is. It's the same species as Bosk.
0: Yeah, they look like crocodiles. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they are. Crocodile human beings. Or killer crocs. If we want to use some DC lingo. Um, I thought these episodes were okay, and I thought they showed a good uh, side of Star Wars, but I think I just watched them at the wrong time for my brain, and I didn't really care. Um, But other than that, they were okay. I thought bit weird to end the the whole this uh, season three on Padawan Lost End, I thought we should have probably ended it on the Citadel. I thought that would have been much stronger. And I think there's kind of like not cliffhanger but there's a good ending because I believe if I'm not wrong, some of the final scenes of that final Citadel episode are Anakin and Tarpon talking and then the episode. So that that would have been a very I also
1: notice I think I've mentioned it before um but uh when they shake hands, you can hear the tone of the music actually go to the du- uh for one chord or for one or two chords you can hear the darth Vader theme tune duh, duh, duh. and then it and then it goes back to the normal music you just hear the onions like oh
0: yeah I, I think I said in the episode two review of uh attack of thrones that i always love when they whip out the old vader theme for five seconds and tease us they tease me and it gets me angry but i also love it so i did like that as well is there anything we have to talk about before we end the season season three great season
1: um no fantastic um
0: We have to review it. We have to give it a little score. I think I liked this more than season two and season one.
1: Yeah.
0: So I believe we gave season two an eight, and I believe we gave season one a seven. And I'm gonna just look over the episodes one more time, especially these earlier.
1: I think one this this season is a ten for me. Yeah, I'm looking over. And you know
0: what? Because there's three really, really strong arcs. And, I mean, Evil Plans really kills it a bit. But other than that, that's kind of one episode. And there's a couple like, oh, But three legendary kind of arcs to the show and Star Wars in general. I'd have to agree with you and give it a ten. And I'm going to turn it to Charlie Udell. And I'll put on a deeper voice, and he'll give it a ten as well. I'm sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a ten from me. Uh, football, rugby, big muscles. Yeah, I think Charlie likes that. He's giving it a ten. Lovely. Um. Oh, sorry. Grievous arse cheeks. There we go. Thanks, Charlie. See you later. Really, um, yeah. The real Charlie Del will be back very really soon. I'm sure. Um,
1: The next episode, which we won't be concluding until two weeks.
0: Two weeks. Yes, if the maths is right. It may be three weeks if we're using the dates correctly. But two weeks, three weeks is all the same thing. Um, Great season. I really enjoyed doing this podcast episode. I don't know how it went longer than last week's podcast episode because in the first 50 minutes, it looked like it was going extremely quick and then somehow... I looked back at the clock and it's turned into an hour and 28 episode of a podcast. But there you go. It was very fun. We did it together once again. The lads are back. The two of us are back. And we'll be back on our own again next week. So if you like us two, you're not here for Charlie Dell's abs in his little robe. Uh, You'll be very happy to see us next week.
1: Well, actually, Um, it's not not going to be quite next week. It's going to be filming this on Thursday. The next podcast. The next time we'll be filming a podcast is Saturday, on Saturday night.
0: Yes. So
1: And in well, that yeah. in that particular episode we will be in the same room, so it will be easier.
0: There you go for the first time ever. Um and then after that we should have some new guests that uh, are not Charlie Udell. Um so if you don't like Charlie Udell and you think he's an absolute twat, and you don't like his hair and you think, hey, why is he wearing a robe on a podcast? And you think, fucking put your washing up outside, you cunt. Why are you putting your washing on railings in your room? Tell him. Email him. But he's on Instagram. At Charlie underscore Udell, or whatever it's called. DM him. Say, you absolute fucking mong. I hate you. That's not me. I'm a big fan, of course. I don't want you to hit me in half. Um, but anyway, that's the podcast. And Louis loved it, and I loved it. And we'll see you next week for, I believe, what will be the first episode of Star Wars News. Something else we're trying out something Star new. Star
1: Wars News, will be Wars from Saturday night. And then the next one we will be doing with Mr. Norris, I believe.
0: Mr. Charlie Norris. Uh, two Charlies, don't get confused. Uh, but yes, Charlie Norris, two weeks' time. Hopefully, if he's not out getting pissed out. And,
1: uh Kean Andrews?
0: If he's coming on, possibly.
1: And Andrews, if he's coming on.
0: If he's coming on. And if he's not coming on, then we'll have to get him on because he's a big fan and I'm sure he'll love to go on the podcast. So that was our podcast. And we'll see you next week for some Star Wars news.